the Denver area and then planted a church in Laramie, Wyoming and has served as a church planter, right? Served in older churches and he just loves the Lord. And it's a tremendous encouragement uh, to all of us as we serve. It's God's work and we can put our egos away and recognize that it has no place in the work of the church. And finally then, this passage encourages us to enjoy the freedom we have to submit everything to the Lord Jesus as we seek to abound in his work. So Paul's ending this letter with many instructions, right? How to collect the money. Here's my possible itinerary. I'm sending this person to you now. I'm not sending this person to you now. He doesn't want to come. He's doing all this while he faces, as he says, many adversaries. He says earlier in the book, he fought with wild beasts at Ephesus. That's how he describes the opposition that he's facing. And all of this is going on. Paul's not losing his mind. He's ministering faithfully. How is he able to do it? I think it's that little part of the passage that Philip mentioned to the children earlier. In verse 7, I hope to stay a while with you if the Lord permits. There's so much theology packed into those few words. All of this activity, all of this planning, all of these people, it's all under the authority of the Lord. And when he uses the word Lord, that's, the word, that's his name for Jesus Christ. He recognized Jesus Christ as the risen Savior who is ruling over all things. And so whatever Paul is contemplating, planning, hoping, it's all under the authority of Christ. And he can embrace that freedom that comes from knowing that he is not God. John Calvin speaking about this says, the main thing indeed is that the inward affection of the mind we submit, in the inward affection of the mind, we submit to God and his providence, whatever we resolve upon. And, and, and understand what an incredible freedom that that gives to us. Because when, when we come to these situations where our plans do not materialize, where our hopes and dreams are, are not, do not seem to be happening, when uh, we're met with this disappointment or that disappointment, that can be devastating if you believe it's all up to you to make this or that happen. But Paul here is recognizing we plan, we work, we invest, but at the end of the day, it is the Lord who works. And that's a great comfort to us. And it's also a great reminder of how you are going to always abound in the work of the Lord. You and I can all only abound in his work because he has already completed his work. He has already worked. That's why you can work. He has already loved you. That's how you can love others. He has already reached out to you. That's how you can reach out to others. He has already forgiven you. That is how you can forgive others. Everything you do is a response to what Jesus has already done for you. Jesus, who has come and lived a perfect life, who has died a gruesome death, who has taken on the judgment of God in our place, because he's already done that. Our abounding in the work of the Lord is merely a response of gratitude to what he has already done. Our family is truly grateful uh, for this opportunity to 
have some time away and to go back to Northern Ireland where we hope to renew uh, some of those relationships that we had uh, eight, nine years ago. One of the relationships I'm sad to say we won't be able to renew uh, is, is our relationship with Mrs. Donnelly. And uh, even then I, I called her Mrs. Donnelly. I'm not sure what Philip calls her, but Mrs. Donnelly was uh, Ted Donnelly's aunt and she was the former pastor's wife. And after her husband, uh, Tom Donnelly, died, uh, she stayed right there in the congregation for several decades and uh, came to church every service. And a frail lady in her 90s came to church every service. And her eyes lit up when she talked about the Lord, prayed faithfully for the work of Christ in that congregation and in the church more broadly. And she was a particular encouragement to our family. She took time to encourage us. And it's a, it's a wonderful reminder that as we go through our life, our abounding in the work of the Lord takes different forms. It matures. And she was there, she had been a very active pastor's wife, had come there as a young woman, and here she was still abounding in the work of the Lord. And uh, we went to see her uh, right before we left uh, the second summer we were there. And I knew, uh, not in a prophetic way, but I knew that it was very unlikely that we would see her again in this life. And so saying goodbye to someone and realizing the next time we see you is going to be in the next life is hard but what an incredible encouragement that, that this woman abounded in the work of the Lord passed away last year and is now in the presence of God her Savior Jesus Christ and, and this is what Paul is encouraging us to do to get this bigger vision for what the church is to use the opportunities we have strategically to invest in people and recognize the great value of people, to put our own egos aside and to above all else submit everything to the Lord. That's what gives us peace as we seek to serve him, that we submit it all to Jesus, trusting him. So submit all to Jesus as you seek to abound in the Lord's work. Let's pray and we'll ask him to help us do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this portion of your word. We recognize how easy it is to look at these last few verses of any of Paul's letters and sort of skip over them as uh, just kind of mundane matters of uh, logistics and this and that. And, Lord, we thank you for showing us that there's, there's a lot of theology underlying uh, Paul's interactions with these people. And we thank you for his encouragement here that we develop our vision for the bigger church, that we uh, see the importance of using our resources wisely and in investing in people. And Lord, of checking our own egos, but above all these things, Lord, of submitting our wills and our efforts and our hopes to you knowing that our Savior, who has died and risen for us, knows perfectly uh, what needs to happen. We do pray that Jesus would continue to build his church. Uh, we pray that you would build and bless our congregation here. Give us wisdom and grace 
and help, uh, Lord, establish the work of our hands as we seek to serve you. We pray for your help. We ask that you would give us that peace of mind that comes from knowing that we can submit all into your hands. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And let's now sing our praise back to the